Yo, Jay. What up? Dude. How are you? Do you know what nationality Santa Claus is? Uh, no, I don't. North Polish. Wow. <laughs> I, I really like that one. <laughs> I don't know why. What do you call blind reindeer? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-mm. What do you call an obnoxious reindeer? Uh, I don't know. Rude Dolph. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was good. All right, one more. What do you call a scary-looking reindeer? I don't know. A caribou? Mm-mm. Oh, man, should have ended it on the last one. You should have. Let's start the show. <laughs> well, I know Nick is a podcast and you're listening to it today. Well, I know Nick is a podcast and it's hosted by Chuck and Jay. We don't know what we're going to do and we don't know what we're going to say. But all we know is we're not Nordic today. Yeah, we're not Nordic today. NotNordicPod at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 21. Two, one. Dude, we can drink. I was going to say, our our podcast can buy us a drink. Give me one. I need to get lit, okay? Uh, I'm Chuck. Hi, I'm Jay. Jay's feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, guess why? Remember the last two episodes? Chuck was coughing up a storm? Well, guess what? Hurricane Dell got me. (laughs) Guess what? I'm denying any and all responsibility. That's fine, but I also got my wife sick. Thank you very much. Wife of the show, Melissa, is... How, how's dog? How's dog of the show, Bernice feeling? She's okay, I guess. Okay, <laughs> as long as long as she didn't catch it. <laughs> That's all you care about. That's fine. Uh oh. Uh oh. Anyway, uh, we're not Nordic, as always. Yes. Uh, and we're gonna start the show uh, as is custom. We have several emails and various correspondences. Yes. Correspondi. We got hit up with some. Text messages. Y'all hollered at us. Reviews. Y'all hollered, and we're gonna holler back. Yo, pick up your phone. We're gonna start. We're gonna start with listener Joe. This was a. You guys uh, are calling us out. Go ahead. This was a a um, email that we solicited, as you if you remember. Okay. Remember we said Joe, Joe, if you're still listening, hit us up. Oh, nice. Yeah. How's his knee? Uh, The 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 subject is I am still listening. Oh. Awesome. Uh, Joe says, Hey, fellas, I'm a few episodes behind, as it took me a while to get through the Spencer Dorsey Lifetime Retrospective episode. Three hours, shame, shame. Oh, (laughs) I forgot, yeah. It was a good episode, though, and you could tell that Spencer enjoyed appearing. Hopefully he's watched Green Room since then. It's such a unique and underrated movie. While 99% of the shows I go to are in Philadelphia, I found myself in some random punk houses or rooms around the world that were quite sketchy, and that movie does a great job of grabbing that I'm not a, excuse me, I'm not a few blocks away from the police officer and not in a room surrounded by friends and familiar faces, and there sure as hell wasn't anybody checking at the door to see if people were bringing in weapons feeling that I've had a few times. Seriously, anyone listening, even though Halloween is pissed, give this movie a watch if you never have. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Great, great movie. Yes. Um, I've heard my name mentioned a couple times on the podcast, so I figured I'd write in to say, yes, I am still listening. Okay. And no, awesome. I don't care at all if you use my last name. Okay. Joe Smith. <laughs> <laughs> most of the people that will appear as guests or are talked about are people probably myself and most of the listeners either know personally or by association. I suppose that's true. 
is he saying the only people that are listening are people that know us? Well, probably. It's messed up, dude. We got listeners in 14 different countries. Yeah, but I think he's. I think those people just accidentally clicked on it. <laughs> really? The, you don't think the dude from Chile enjoys our E-Town concrete <laughs> jokes? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so it's nice to get little updates about people I haven't talked to in a while or hear stories about friends that I haven't heard before. I get it if you don't want to use others' last names on the podcast, but that's my take and I really doubt anyone would care. Uh, I was bummed we weren't able to link up an AC the other night, but Run DMC was so good. Yeah, we were going to have dinner, but I uh, I forgot that it was the night that I was out of town with my rock and roll combo. Oh, okay. Absolute legends. <clears throat> I'm planning on doing the Misfits show, so maybe we'll catch up there. Uh, spoiler alert, I did not see him. Oh, bummer. Um, on a note from a previous episode, I can confirm that Lisa Turtle is alive and well. I met her last year in L.A. and was able to chat with her for a bit. When were we talking about Lisa Turtle? There was the whole thing where we, I think we were talking about, uh, I don't know, what, what, what were we talking about? Lamarck Voorhees. I have been watching Saved by the Bell a lot recently, so this Right, this we did do the Zach Morris's Trash. Okay, fair enough. You probably know about her plastic surgery that went terribly wrong, but that was all fixed up. She's looking beautiful and seemed happy. Nice. Oh, here's an Instagram link. Let's see. Okay. We're Uh, viewing a picture. Oh, look. There she is with with listener Joe. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. She does look good. She does look great. Excellent. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I think we mentioned How to Be a Player. I think that's that's what I said, the last movie she did. Classic film. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Thanks for sending that, Joe. That makes me feel good. And on another note about your discussion of live albums, I think they're a necessary part of the music world. Wow, this subject just keeps coming up, huh? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, While I will agree that most of them are not a big deal and shouldn't be among the first few albums you listen to from any given band, I think there are certain ones that are so iconic that it is worth it to have live albums. It's also nice to give the diehard fans of the band a little something extra to listen to. A good example there would be Rank by The Smiths, nothing special, and if you're getting into the band, you should definitely start with a studio album. But I've always been a massive fan and sometimes I like to throw that one on instead. I, I, I totally feel that. The special albums are the mo- more important part of the discussion, and I think the best I can give is At San Quentin by Johnny Cash, your favorite. While full- He's not my favorite. <laughs> but I, you know, hey, maybe that's something I can give it a listen and check it out. Maybe while, I might like it. Who knows? While Folsom was mentioned on the podcast and is more the more well-known album, San Quentin has always been the better one. You can listen to Johnny Cash on record and enjoy songs like I Walk the Line, Get Rhythm, or One Piece at a Time as great standalone songs, which they totally are. But to hear Johnny Cash go in an actual prison and play for prisoners, connect with them in an intimate way, and announce that he wrote a special song about how he thinks they're feeling before going into this song with lines, San Quentin, you've been living hell to me, and San Quentin, I hate every inch of you. This is with the guards and warden and such around, and this is also in 1969, a time when famous musicians weren't as worshipped, guarded, and untouchable as they are today. He can tell how impactful it was for the listeners, so he goes straight Rick to life and plays it again. That is awesome. What a badass. That is awesome. We'd be able to enjoy his studio records today either way. (coughs) Pardon me, but without live records, we wouldn't fully grasp the coolness that was Johnny Cash. I'm doing a lot better than the last time I wrote in. The knee is recovering nicely, and life is pretty great at the moment. Awesome. I do still want to come up here as a guest at some point. I haven't forgotten about it. would love to have you on. Please. If Jay ever wants to check out a show in Philly for Jamming with Jay, I'm always out and about and can arrange a plus one to most shows here. Oh, I'm more than happy to help out in that regard if he wants to take advantage. Nice. You guys should go on a a mandate, I think. No, I agree. Let's do it. We'll get some... Wine, and we'll see a show. Let's do it. Sounds romantic. Yes. Anyway, thanks for checking in, Joe. If Mind Force is playing anytime, I heard that they're the new jam, so. 
I don't know who that is. Exactly. Me either. <laughs> I hear that they're the new hot thing, and I'd like to see them. The new hotness. Yes. All right. Well. Thank you for the email. That yeah, was awesome. You you were excellent, Joe. Uh, Joe is one of our original listeners. OGs. Oh, we value you. OLs. We value, Before we had listens in the four figures, Joe, Joe was there. Right. <coughs> before, Excuse me. Before we became big podcasting celebrities. Uh-huh. And what right is that? <laughs> it's wrong. So, so go ahead. The so next email. Oh, uh, wow. The next email, uh, subject cookie exchange, comes from okay. listener Beth. Listener Beth. Uh, listener Beth says, I think one of your upcoming podcasts should be cookie exchange review. What say you, Jay? Okay, well, I guess I'll just read the review that I did with her husband. Every year, wife of the show, Melissa, and her friends get together and they make cookies. And they exchange them, obviously. I noticed from social media, uh, wife of the show, Melissa, uh, opted for caramel macchiato cookies this yes. year. Which, of course, led to you know me quoting Henry Hill for any uh, Howard Stern fans. Oh, yeah. Right. And I I thought he was just talking about the Lisa G book that he wanted to read. But so I'll just run through the list real quick. Everyone did like these really extravagant cookies and they go above and beyond. So Beth made these like, um, what are they called? What's it called? The, The glass in the church? Do what? With the glass in the church with the different colors. Oh, uh, stained glass. Stained glass. She made stained glass cookies. Man, you're out of it. (laughs) (coughs) Yo, I'm taking a lot of medication to get rid of this cold. Well, she made she made stained glass cookies. Summery edge, bro. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) She took she made stained glass cookies. So she made a a sugar cookie and then put a Jolly Rancher in the middle and it melted. So that's fun. So I'm just gonna go through and just give the review. I guess I said hers is the best looking, most artistic cookie taste was spot on. Okay. okay, all right. So um, her other friend, Lauren, took a, a Ritz cracker, covered it in chocolate, and put, uh, like, mint on it. So it's kind of like a, um, what are they called? The Girl Scout cookie. Thin oh, mint. Thin Mints. It's like a Thin Mint. You got but, that, but you got that saltiness from the, from the Ritz. Exactly. Okay, okay so all right. I said, perfectly coated, excellent, best tasting. Uh, her friend, Teresa, took a, a cookie. It was... Um, a chocolate chip cookie, and she stuffed s'more stuff in the middle of it. What so it had a the big hell? bulge on it. Yeah, they go buck wild on here. I said it was the most decadent, so. That does sound decadent. It was. Sarah, she made, I guess, like a truffle. Just a bunch of peanuts with chocolate on it. So I just said that, most professional that, candy store quality. That works, too. <laughs> um, her one friend made, Nicole made uh, pit cells. Yeah, yeah. I just said I don't like them. <coughs> so uh, no comment. You know who makes good pizzelles is... Uh, Nobody? Uh, uh, me. Uh, Freddie Vacant's <coughs> Freddie mom usually hooks me up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan she, of them. She's, just... she's a good lady. Shout, shout, out to, shout out to Fred's mom. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, her friend uh, Sandy made these Oreo cookie... I don't know, like a cheesecake cookie? They okay. Were, they were good. So I just wrote, uh, I love the moistness of her cookies. Excellent with a cup of coffee. Her friend Jamie made a sugar cookie but didn't decorate it. Hmm. So it just tasted like Play-Doh, kind of. It was just like a flour base. Yeah, th- that's the first one. Literally, that's the first one where I was like, yeah, uh, I can take or leave that. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, Melissa, they can't all be winners. Right. Melissa, I wrote most experimental with extreme success. Coffee flavor. It was time-consuming and horrible to clean. But I, and then I wrote, did I mention coffee flavor? Because she put six cups, uh, six scoops of coffee 
into the into the um, hmm. the batter. So yeah, so I mean, I like a terrible <coughs> too. So a co- so a coffee flavored dessert is not uh, completely uh, uh, yeah. But I've never had a coffee flavored cookie before. That's interesting. And her last, her friend Christina made these ricotta cookies. I just wrote most authentic, traditional, tasted perfect. So I was I was nice to everybody. So. Yeah, let me get let me get that invite next year. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. We have some left over if you want some. <coughs> do I look like I don't want cookies, Jay? I don't know. <laughs> do, do it's I... the holiday season, y'all. So this is what people do. This is a tradition. Can you write into us? What are your holiday traditions? There you go. Do do you do things like this? Do you meet up with your friends? Do you guys have wacky doodle dandy things you do? Not Nordic Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, also, if you'd like to send cookies, uh, send them to Not Nordic, Nordic. P.O. Box. <laughs> I thought you say just take a picture of them and send them to us in an email. No, if you're going to send cookies, I will, <coughs> I will happily email you back my mailing address. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get in touch. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, moving on to uh, Facebook Messenger. Okay. Uh, this one is from listener Greg. Uh, listener of the show, friend of the show, and DM of the show. DMer of the show. Yes. Uh, can you do a food review of the Fruit Loops Pop Tarts that are soon to be out? Because I'm tired of smashing Fruit Loops into my Pop Tarts like some meth head Breakfast Club reject. Thanks. Oh, I was asking for a friend. Thanks. Yes. So to Greg's friend, uh, <laughs> it, <coughs> it's funny. I don't. It, it, I mean, obviously, this is at least half a joke, but um, I will answer at least semi seriously. Um, Pa kissing contest, which is one of my all-time favorite podcasts that I've, I don't want to say stolen ideas from for our podcast, but you know I've sort of, you know they did twenty-four hour playlists and stuff, so I, I've kind of you know done variations on different things that kissing contest has done for our podcast. Right. But you know I, I credit them, my, Mike and Don, all and Sawyer, all do all all respect to the gods. Anyway, uh, they did a segment pretty much every week called Snacks Chat. Yes. So I would feel a little derivative of Kissing Contest if we got too into food reviews. Yeah, but... Uh, but but well, for you, Greg, we we will do this. Well, think the, about it. Yeah, if we, do it, if we do it pretty far apart, we did the Pringles, right? Yeah. So, hey, what's next? The Fruit, fruit Loop Pop-Tarts, hey, Exactly. Apparently. So we're going to do it. We uh, are. Yeah. I, to the, I, I looked it up. I, I, I didn't find a release date. All I saw was sometime in 2020. Yeah, 2020. So. They said January. All right. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out. We Because, I mean, we, we're not going to not do something that uh, that our fans ask for. Oh, hell yeah. If, 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 hey, let us know. Is there anything else you guys want us to try? Yeah. You know where to reach us. It's at... Not, not Nordic, Nordic Pod, Pod at, at gmail.com. And now look, uh, I mean, I, I don't uh, kid myself into thinking we'll ever get a listener base as big as Kissing Contest, but they got to the point where people were sending them snacks right. from various parts of the world. <laughs> right. You, if, you suggested it to me. You said, hey, just give this a listen. What do you think? And yeah, some of the episodes were really entertaining, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, over, <coughs> the overall vibe, I think I told you, was what... I wanted to go for, and you know, honestly, I mean, since they they're not a podcast anymore, maybe that means their bits are fair game. I don't know. I'll I'll have to ask them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but you know, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I've I've kind of borrowed and and retooled stuff from podcasts that I like, like Kissing Contest and A Logical Contraption, and I figure as long as I give them credit, it's okay. You robbed Peter to pay Paul. That's what they like to say, right? Which is nothing to do with what we're doing, but still. Chuck is staring at me. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Well, what, what was that from um, Anchorman? When in Rome? 
uh, <laughs> I don't think that phrase has anything to do anything to do with this. Well, you are robbing Peter. 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 Paypal. Peter. Paypal. Yes. I just noticed Paul Brown mentioned us on his in, in his Instagram. Nice. On December seventh. I wonder what that was. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna move on to. Uh, the the medium of Instagram messages. Instagram messages from friend of the show, uh, Instagram user <coughs> Tony Touchdown. Sorry, yes. Uh, Tony, also known as TJ. TJ has this to say. Okay. <clears throat> hey Chuck. Hey Jay. How are we? Hi. For hello. First off, I just want to say that I would absolutely tan my taint. <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, TJ. <laughs> that sounds right up my ass. <laughs> I don't know why that was. And then he, he did the winky face emoji too. <laughs> Great, I'm gonna cough again. Um, <laughs> what I would like to talk about next is the movie trailer segment in the last episode. That was the movie trailers quiz, correct? Correct. Uh, I loved that. Awesome. I have been, I've been having my girlfriend describe what is going on in movie trailers while I'm in another room. I hate watching trailers because sometimes they just give away way too much. I would say more often than not that's the case right, these days. Right, I agree, yeah. Um, my girlfriend also handles it with amazing discretion as to not mention parts that she may think I wouldn't want to hear about in just a trailer. That's a good girlfriend. Yes. I mean, come on, it's just supposed to be a little appetizer, right? Anyway, uh, that had a lot of letters. Been listening to the show when I'm at work, and it always makes me laugh. Thanks so much, man, really. Um, I love the punching bag segment, and I'm excited to hear Jay's song for it. Me too. I, I, kind, oh, of nice. for, I kind of forget how it goes already. Hey, I guess we'll hear it this episode, correct? Um, yeah. Nice. Speaking of songs, I'll end with my Spotify wrap-up of 2019. My algorithm is all... Fucked up right now But my artist of the decade was Bob Dylan I want to leave my least favorite song As of recently by the goat himself And see what you both thought Tight connection to my heart Okay So that's a that's a Bob, that's a Bob Dylan track so, uh, so what do you want to do? Do you want to listen to it uh, And we'll, we'll review it next show And see what we think about it We'll do a what a, we'll, we'll stagger it um, I don't know You want to pull it up right now? Sure Let's do that then all so right. this is his least favorite Bob Dylan song? Is it... One more time, what is it? We're tight doing this on conne- the spot. Tight Connection to My Heart. So that's from 1985, so it's latter era Bob. Latter era Bob. Okay. It's from the record Empire Burlesque. Um, the, his 23rd studio album. Man, he is prolific, isn't he? Okay, we got to wait for the Starbucks ad to get over. It's corporate media, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Carl Ooh, actually looks pretty good. Go Starbucks, it's your birth. I don't know what I'm talking What is it? I don't know, looks disgusting. They're hawking some kind of special flavor? Here we go, flavor. folks. A la TJ. Whoa. Whoa. Oh God! This video is interesting. Yeah, what is going on in this video? There's a 
There's a guy dressed. As, is that a cop? Two cops. Okay. Yeah, I remember. That is the most obnoxious vocal tick that Bob Dylan has. <coughs> Sorry. Nice. He going to the movies? Alright, that's probably good enough, right? Okay. Are you want me to stop it? Yeah. No, sorry, I'm gonna keep it. Hey. Actually. I don't know. I, I thought kinda, it, I thought it sucked. I I don't know, I kind of enjoy it. It's kinda of like the it's kinda of like, you know, telling a story. The song's five minutes long, so it's like R. Kelly. What was that song that he had? Trapped in the Closet. Trapped in, yeah, so it's kinda of, it's kinda of along those lines. You're you're going on a journey when you listen to this song. And I will I will listen to it and TJ, I will send you a personal text message to let you know what I think about it. I, I don't know. I'm interested. I don't know. It sounded it for some reason even talented artists started doing that kind of thing in the eighties and you know, I mean after after born or um, born in the USA, you know, Springsteen started sounding like that, and it was it's never really my thing. Okay, that's why there's chocolate ice cream, and that's why there's vanilla. You love it. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I, I want to give it a chance. I don't, I don't think we're giving it a fair listen. You know, just to spur of the moment. No, I no, I think I give it a very fair listen. Jay. Okay, okay. I guess, guys, at this break, we're gonna fight outside. Don't, don't so. tell, don't tell me how I listen to things. Okay, spur your moment. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, thank you very much to everybody who got in contact with us via yes. various means. Oh, de- oh, and I have one as well. Oh, do you? I have one from uh, <coughs> a friend of the show, listener of the show, Don. Don, let's hear it. So. So he. So this came to us via text message. This came to us via text message. So just you know, next time send a carrier pigeon, so we can just get every every mode. Letter. Of, yeah, yeah. I, Smoke to, signal to, to not Nordic PO box at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. So, some he sent he sent me a review of the Phantom Menace. Now, Chuck, you said you tried to watch this. I watched the whole thing. You watched the whole movie. Yeah. And you said it was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to watch. Um, I'd like to watch all of the uh, Star Wars movies prior to seeing the new one. Although it comes out like tomorrow night, so I'm behind the eight ball considering I've only watched Phantom Menace at this point. Okay, and what's next? The Clones and then the Sith, right? Yeah, okay. the Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. I think it's called. I have no idea. So yeah, I posted on Facebook that because uh, it seems like recently. Uh, there's been a movement uh, with Star Wars really like kind of capturing the public zeitgeist again uh, to because uh, at the time when the when the prequels came out, it was pretty resoundingly agreed upon that they sucked. Right. Exactly. Now I the feel definition of suck of punching bag. Right. 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 That's a good point. Thank you. Um. So. Uh, it seems like you know with Star Wars really becoming popular again. There's at least a small movement uh, to sort of uh, re- reimagine them, which I guess yeah is what we do with punching bags and right. say say that yeah they were harshly judged and they're not bad. But I did say on Facebook that I think Phantom Menace was judged appropriately and it's a terrible film. Okay, well let's see let's hear what Don has to say. Don hit me, baby, one okay. more time. Oh my gosh! All right, now I think this is a very fair. Review. So, well, when's the last oh, time you've seen it? I have never seen it. Really? Never. So, oh, okay. allow me to begin. It's hard giving it an honest chance due to the breakthroughs in digital effects, because that alone is very impressive for the time. Sure. 
bringing something to the table that is nostalgic and campy due to the practical effects. It just doesn't translate for most people, so I get the punching bag aspect. If you're able to separate it as its own trilogy and not think of it as an extension of the original, they can be very entertaining. Also, we're talking the whole prequel trilogy. Well, hold on, he said, badass villain, some cool fight scenes, typical humor you expect. He said he'd give it a 6 out of 10, Def going to, definitely going to watch episode 2 and 3 soon. All right, well, certainly uh, we'll have to, uh, if you don't mind, Don, uh, we'll, we'll, need, we'll need your thoughts on those. Yes, yes, please please send, send the rest, send 2 and 3, let's see what we got. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you, if you wanted me to counterpoint some of the things that I didn't like about it, uh, okay. there's no doubt the villain's badass. The villain is, well, Darth Maul is, yeah. is pretty cool. He's, Dude, I chopped there. Whoa! Go ahead, I'm Get sorry. out of my car. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and there, the, the, certainly there's some, some standalone impressive special effects scenes, um, but I, I just, I don't think they're utilized in any sort of... Uh, interesting way. Uh, the kid who plays young Anakin Skywalker super annoying. Okay. Uh, he literally yells yippee at one point in the film. I mean, it's a children's movie, you know? It's, right. it's I, uh, <laughs> And then the other weird thing that I had to call attention to is there are no less than three, like, really thinly veiled ethnic stereotypes. Really? Like, within the aliens. Like, you, you, do you know about Jar Jar Banks? Jar Jar Binks is like a like a uh, he's a Gungan, which is like I guess uh, fish people or whatever. Okay, and, no. And the guy, <laughs> the guy, the Jar Jar Binks <coughs> voice is the most obnoxious. Sorry. Like step and fetch it. Like oh. Meath are gonna go there. <laughs> right. Yeah, and um, so there's him, and then there's this other race who I I can't think of their name, but they're like super Asian. <laughs> they're like. What you going on? Uh, I'm I'm trying to do the. Okay, we, I, I, I get we need what you're we need to send a message to the Trade Federation, like something like that. Okay. And then when you first meet Anakin Skywalker, he is a slave to this flying alien named Watto, okay. who has a giant nose and claim when the when Liam Neeson tries to Jedi mind trick him, he says he's immune to mind tricks. The only thing that matters to him is money. <laughs> Wow. Watto was very Jewish. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's what they're trying to portray. Uh, I mean, it, if if they're not, then it's a really giant coincidence. Well, that's uh, Lucas, man. He's uh, yeah, Lucas, man. Yeah, Lucas, man. You should have just left it the way it was. But I mean, hey, that's something we can get to at another we time. Pre- we prefer Lucas with Corey Feldman around here. Yes. Ain't, wow. <laughs> nice turn. <laughs> but a, have you seen the originals out there? Tell us. Tell us. What, what did you think of the Phantom Menace? What did you think? What do you of, think of the new ones? What do you What do you ooh. think of Solo, a Star Wars story? What do you think of Rogue One? Interesting. Just, just, let's talk. Let's talk wars. Yeah, let's man. chat. Let's 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 get a dialogue, y'all. Not Nordic Pod at gmail dot com. All right. It's been twenty six minutes. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. And welcome back. Hi. Hello. I'm coughing a lot. Sorry. Jay is... Sorry. I'm eating a Milky Way. Did you ever see that commercial? No. I love it. <laughs> Girl's annoying, but it's funny. All right. So what news you got, dog? Okay. Well, let's start off with this Go one. On. Uh, uh, a woman Ooh. bought a gift at Goodwill instead of a baby bouncer. She says she found a loaded semi-automatic rifle inside. Really? 
a woman in Florida, naturally. Okay, of course. Uh, wanted to get her hands, get her friends a baby shower gift to welcome a new addition to their family. She found a great deal at Goodwill on what she thought was a baby bouncer, but she said the sealed box ended up containing a loaded rifle instead. <clears throat> Pardon me. Veronica Alvarez Rodriguez went to a Goodwill in Valparaiso, Florida on Sunday and found two gifts, a baby bathtub toy and a baby Einstein bouncer that she said appeared to be brand new. I was winning. I thought I hit the jackpot with two gifts that are not open, she told CNN. <laughs> Later that day, the baby shower mother-to-be, Amber Rosas, and her husband received the gift and loved it. Rosas and her husband were eager to take the bouncer out of the box, but were shocked when they found a Mossberg 715T semi-automatic rifle was inside. Um, so, where did this come from? Um, so, the police confirmed it was a rifle, but they did not confirm whether or not it was loaded. Originally, after police inspected the gun and checked Rojas and her husband's IDs for any felonies, the couple were told they could keep the gun. <laughs> what? Um, but Monday, Schneider said officers picked it up to try and figure out who the original owner was. With the serial <laughs> number on the rifle, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms can trace the firearm to determine where it was manufactured, where it was sold or purchased, and who may have registered it. Goodwill told CNN this wouldn't be the first time a questionable donation has surfaced. You can imagine we get all kinds of crazy things. Some are donated intentionally and some accidentally. So, conceivably, like, unless it was some kind of, like, joke on per Like, what, like, was this on purpose? No, I... Or, like, was somebody, was somebody, like, uh, go get the gun and then there was, like, a baby bouncer in the well, gun cabinet instead? Well, it's pro- it could have been something along the lines of, you know, maybe someone... Maybe it comes from a house where... Whoa. whoa, whoa. Oh, maybe, that, <laughs> that hit my car. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, folks. We just had an accident. <laughs> a shopping cart just hit Chuck's car. <laughs> On its own. <laughs> On its own. It just jumped and hit it. That was crazy. <clears throat> so what I would what probably happens was it, it's a house. Maybe they were hiding guns there. The person who owned the house got killed. They came in, cleaned the house out. They took everything there. Maybe he was hiding stuff. Yeah, maybe you got false boxes and baby stuff. Perhaps it, yeah, perhaps it was an illegal gun and they got raided by the cops or something. I don't, I don't know. I'd love, I'd love to see if there's if if someone sees follow up to that story, send it to notnordicpod at gmail dot com. I feel like there's more facts forthcoming there. Or fifth coming. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get out of my car. <laughs> Man whose deadly farts can kill mosquitoes hired to create mosquito repellent made from his intestinal gases. They did a story about me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, Joe... Man, I, man, I, I so, don't... Oh. So is there, is there a diet he has to be on? Like, how are they going to manufacture... Are they gonna, they're manufacturing his farts, or has launched a study into the chemical properties of his unique trouser toxin. Huh. Is this a joke? I, I might have I been fooled by a joke story here. Uh, I think you might be because... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that that would be is, a real... Is Top Buzz a legitimate website? I don't think so. Top Buzz, I've never heard of it. Huh. It doesn't appear to be an, an onion type site. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just we'll leave that one be. And if someone and if someone knows anything more about Top Buzz and whether I can uh, uh, cite their stories moving forward, let me know. I thought one of the funniest fake stories I ever saw was kid makes his own Metallica shirt and gets bullied, 
So Metallica comes. Oh, and, and sues. Yeah, sues I saw that the, one. That was funny. Well, this one's from the BBC, <coughs> which, as far as I know, is uh, legitimate. Okay. Uh, this is about a penis fish washing up on a beach in California. Okay, interesting. I'm showing Jay a picture, and it does, in fact, look like a circumcised penis. There's even testicles there at okay. the bottom. Yes. Uh, the pulsating creatures are fat innkeeper worms, or Eureches quaupo. I'm sure I butchered that. I'm sorry. Okay. Although they're a type of worm, they're widely referred to as the penis fish. The worms bury themselves deep beneath the sand, but recent storms have uprooted them, and Drake's Beach, about 50 miles north of San Francisco, has been covered in the creatures. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing, like, oh, let's go to a nice beach tent. <laughs> like, what, are, what are these worm things shaped like dicks? <laughs> it's, it's so sophomoric, but it's... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Yes, the physical design of the fat innkeeper worm has some explaining to do. Uh, but the fat innkeeper is perfectly shaped for a lifespan underground, wrote biologist Ivan Parr. There is fossil evidence of the creatures dating back 300... The, the, di- the dick worm has been around 300 million years. Damn. And some live for up to 25 years. Holy shit, look how many there are on that beach. Yeah, he's showing me it looks like a a, a beach littered with... Dicks? Johnson's. <laughs> Johnson, they should rename it Johnson's Beach. Within a beach, the creatures will dig a U-shaped burrows extending several feet long. Their more polite nickname, Innkeeper Worm, comes from this subterranean lifestyle and the tunnels they create for other animals as they burrow underground. Oh, there's... <laughs> there's a bowl of dick worms. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it gives new <laughs> it gives new 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 meaning to the phrase a bowl of dicks. Uh, uh, really? <laughs> <coughs> I better stop with this. Yeah. Uh <laughs> You really <laughs> Punk band host concert at Denny's fans allegedly caused quote They had to be from the Wildwood area. More, area. more than a gr- you think? <laughs> yeah. They love that's one thing I know about those guys. They love their Denny's. So there was a video. Wow. This looks like a fun show, actually. You said you saw the video? No, I didn't. No, no. I said I saw... I I know another band who has done something like this. Wow, yeah. A Denny's restaurant in Santa Ana, California was reportedly damaged on Saturday night before the management... After the management allowed a hardcore punk band from Long Beach to play a show in the dining room. Denny's, meanwhile... (laughs) Has since confirmed to Fox News that while the management gave permission for an event, they were, quote, unaware a concert was planned. The musical group Wacko, whose songs include Human Fertilizer and Four Out of Four Americans Got Me Fucked Up, according to their Bandcamp page, had shared news of the restaurant's condition to Instagram the next day, telling followers that the person who arranged the concert was now being charged for damages to the tables, to the chairs, to the fucking chandelier. If you broke shit on purpose, you suck, but at least you and anyone who has a heart for what this kid pulled off should donate some money to his ass, the band wrote. The friend who arranged the show has also reportedly remarked that the damages could total, quote, more than a grand easily, which obviously is a fun, as we discussed. Oh, damn. Is this for the show? I think so. Yeah, there's people standing outside watching it. People sitting inside. Uh, is it wrong that I think this is pretty? That I think this whole thing is pretty sick. Oh, here they go. So, so is this Wacko? I believe this is Wacko. Okay, it looks like everyone's being respectful. See, I mean, all right, they're circle pitting. 
They're being respectful. That's a lot of kids, man. That is. There's people actually outside, too. Man. Like, I don't know about you, man, but coming from where we come from, where it was like just we would have shows anywhere they would let us, I think right. th- I think that's pretty sick. What was we had the bowling alley, we yeah. had the pool hall. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it sucks that people broke stuff, but like that's DIY, man. Uh, I remember there, I, I just sent you a link to Wacko's Bandcamp if we want to okay. check that out. Real yeah, quick. definitely. I remember there was a um, there's a documentary of Bad Luck Thirteen. Yeah. Ever see it? And yeah. They, and they, there was a scene where they weren't allowed to play a show, so they went into a lobby at a hotel. Just plugged in, yeah. And they started playing, and the and the manager came up and said, "You guys are supposed to be playing here." And they were like, "Yeah, we are." They were like, "Well, how much are we supposed to pay?" And they were like seventy five bucks. <laughs> so the woman walked away, got him the money, and then they kept playing. That VHS was circulated in hushed tones amid amid students at my uh, at my high school. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's here's what. Okay. Whoa! Sounds like an edgelord, man. Well, there's a okay, lot. There's yeah. a lot going on there. Yes, there is. What was that track called? That track was called. I don't even know. It's not even listed. Where is it? What's the name of the record? Four, four out, out of four, four Americans, Americans got, got me fucked, fucked up. up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, listen, uh, uh, props to that kid and to Wacko for, you know, not yeah. take, not taking no for an answer and playing playing wherever they can. Yeah, I'm glad they played that show. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know about the intro to that song, but... I'm a little offended. I am. I'm feeling a little offended. And and bombs are, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's beyond the pale. Yeah, unallowed. Unallowed. Although they did, they did look to be people of color from that, from that photo. Okay. Let's, let's take another look here. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say I'd say none of them are white. Oh. Yeah, there's a girl in the band too. Plays the axe. Maybe that was her playing that that funky fill. There you go. Stop. Oh, totes. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, I just got a push notification that uh, Donald Trump has been impeached, but we're, we're not that kind of show. So let's nah. let's move right on. Um. <laughs> uh, May of 2021. Uh, the Matrix Part Four and John Wick Part Four will be opening on the same Friday. That's the last. Twenty twenty one. Yes. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Damn. What? So you got a year. A year and a few months. Damn. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be. I'll be excellent. Listen. <laughs> when I'm feeling low, and we we know that I've been known to feel <laughs> low from time to time. At least I can think about look May of for- 2021. You can look forward. My Keanu weekend. Okay. And to hold me over, Bill and, Bill and Ted the Three is coming out this next year. Really? Yeah. Okay. I actually uh, there there's some pictures came out this week. A more? Uh, uh, well, yeah. Did you see the picture of Death? No, I did not. Yeah, there's a picture of them with Death, and uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty excited. Okay. I just I'd like to believe the two of them would have not signed on to the movie unless it was good. Right. Unless they could pull it off. Make it decent. So we'll see. All right. And that's that's Chuck's news, and we'll be right back with Punching Bags. The world said it sucked, but we don't agree. Because we're not down with my mentality. So here we are to give an honest review to you. 
And we're back with the world famous punching bag. What'd you guys think of that song? Was it good? Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Pod at gmail.gov. Uh huh. So, I, so I got a question for you. What's your question, Jay? Did you enjoy your punching bag? <laughs> I didn't I don't know It wasn't that bad Right And that's the way I felt about the one you gave me So who would like to Would you like to go first Want me to go first What are we doing Rock paper scissors Right now Alright Live uh, on the air Alright hold on This is a la The Horror Shelf Podcast With Spencer and Joe But previous R.I.P. R.I.P. Podcast Alright ready Rock paper scissors shoot Rock paper scissors shoot Ah uh, Jay wins Okay so I so get to you, go first Yeah all right, so I had Renaissance from E-Town Concrete. A.K.A. the best man since the Beatles. Um, I do agree that their sound back in 1996. It began. When it began. Yeah. Um, those albums were very entertaining, and I really did enjoy them. E-Town is a band from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah. Obviously, that's where E-Town comes from. E-Town. <coughs> they are a rap Hardcore, what do you say? Hybrid, yeah. Yeah, kind of band. Yeah, the well, ra- rap rock doesn't really do it justice. Right, exactly. They're definitely informed by the more informed by the quote unquote scene. Now, yeah, and like what he says, he's he's. What did he say? I'm a rock star with a rap mentality. Uh, a rock and roll star with a rap mentality. It's yes. your fault. Y'all done this. Y'all brought this out of me. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Now I this, told you it's my shit. <laughs> okay, well, this album came out on Razor and Tie Records, which is not a Christian label. I thought it was. It's not, but <laughs> they put out all the Kids Bop albums. Kids Bop, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This album came out in 2003, April 15th. Their third full length. Now, I got a question. Why did you give me this? What does this mean to you? Why do you like it so much? <laughs> um... <coughs> so Sorry, I for, I, somebody somebody I knew years ago who I don't want to name by name for various reasons. Okay, uh, told me is explained E Town in a way that I think really uh, uh, sums it up. Go ahead, let me hear. He it. said they're not a good band, but they're a sweet band. <laughs> I, I I agree. I mean, is I I just think it's great. Uh, you know it. it, it Believe it or not, there was a time in my life when I worked out pretty regularly. <laughs> it was okay. it was pretty good working out music. It's good, you know, driving at high speeds music <laughs> and like like look, it's it's I I don't know that I'd call this good, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's fun, man. <laughs> it's uh it, it's cheesy at times. I mean, you know, there's a line in the very first song about buying a dipsy doodle with a food stamp. <laughs> But well, it's uh, deep, man. Gets me hype. Because <coughs> I, I, w- once you said that it was a, a Christian label, the first, the first song, you know, when he says "mother effers" and you who gives the uff, uh, off, right? And I was like, wow. I, I was like, I never noticed, but yeah, I guess they are. And then the next song, or two songs later, is like every goddamn day. I was like, okay, definitely not on a Christian label. That song's but, amazing, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh! I would have to say. That this album, I don't have a strong, I don't have like a hate for it at all. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say that I really enjoyed it, but yeah, it was, like you said, it broadens my horizons to, to give it another chance. Before, this was just background music for me. Yeah, you, you know actually I mean? like... Yeah, I actually sat down and listened to it. I think 
there's what? There's three, like, really hard songs. Yeah, Baptism. Baptism, Metroid, and the one he did with Jamie Josta and the dude from Il Nino. Oh, that dude from Il Nino almost ruins that song. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's that song's not that bad. Now, there's a song in here called Appetite for Distinction. Is that... Uh... That's, I am back with a vendetta. Yeah. With that same, yeah. <laughs> now, who is that in reference to what you said when you gave me this punching bag? You said P.O.D. adjacent. You know what I mean? Now, oh, yeah. Now, is, do you think that's in reference to that? Or do you think that this song is about Guns N' Roses and during their whole hair metal thing? So you're saying, um, like, it, it, distinction in that they're, they're trying to distinguish themselves from other bands like that? What I'm yeah, what I'm trying to say is is it like a a story like because you know appetite for distinction. I'm thinking appetite for destruction, Guns well, and Roses. Well, yeah, I think it's Hair probably metal. a play on that because uh, even in uh, uh, track two, he says I, I was entertained by the theater of pain, which is a Motley Crue reference. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I think I think there's there's probably some some hair metal history there. Okay, and do you, and you think he's comparing it to all the new jacks, the Limp Bizkits. Yeah, and the PODs that are coming out now. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, <laughs> well, that's a and, lot deeper than I was expecting. You know what I mean? And you know, it's true. I mean, you know, '96 was before you know rap metal really hit, so they were a little bit ahead of the curve in that respect. Right. Like I always bring it back to Lake Havasu. You know what I'm saying? Limp Biscuit was there playing. What uh, spring break? Yeah, one of those spring break things. I remember, and they maybe they had this whole story about how they were on tour. MTV called them and they flew all the way back to play and that was like the first introduction to them to the MTV culture. You're never going to punching bag me Limp Biscuit, are you? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh shit. I was thinking about one today. I was just like, "Man, should I do that? I've never even listened to this album." Which one? But, uh, no, I'm I'm not telling you what band it is, but uh. I'm just saying <laughs> it's on the list. Oh shit. So, I I got to I got to say a lot of the stuff on here he really is looking for like listener participation. Put your hands together. Put your hands up. Put get, your hands. Well, up. Well, no. Put clap. your hands together. Get to clapping. I said clap, clap, clap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, he says, you know, put your hands up. Put your hands up yeah. high. Yeah. So he's their their songs geared toward a live audience. You're right. That's interesting. The so many nights. That song is so fucking good. Oh my god. <laughs> I I mean yeah it's 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 good in like an alternative like uh, radio friendly way. When Honestly, I get a very strong Creed Nickelback feel when I listen to it. Now I, again, we've listened to Nickelback. We have we, long we, time ago. Exactly, that was one of the first I think dual punching bags we did. Yeah, yeah. Now we listened to it. And we actually gave it a real chance. This is along those lines. I feel friendly and alternative. That's what I wrote down. Well, it, it's it's. I find it charming uh, that song partly because I love the guitar solo in that song because all I can picture is a dude playing with like the wind blowing back his hair like the right, triumphant like was, guitar solo right, like in the saying, video like, the, like Cree or something like that. And then uh, I like the fact that <coughs> he can't really sing, but he, he's right. he's trying. And that and that's another thing. There's only three songs where he actually did his e tone. You know, roar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He uses his real voice a lot in this. Well, they wanted to. They wanted to get big off this record. It was. Pre- it was pretty clear. Well, they ain't no kids, Bob. You know what I'm saying? It's true. I think Boy Sets Fire put out a record on Razor and Tie too. Really? I think so. Interesting. But um, yeah, no, because I saw them. I remember I saw them 
when they had just recorded this, and they just they did baptism and mandibles. They were okay. like these these are gonna these are these songs are gonna be on our new record, and I remember like, yeah, I remember he's like, yeah, this is a new song. And they went and they went and, and baptism is like dun, 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 dun. I was yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, this record's gonna be sick. Yeah. And um they he <laughs> they were, so they were playing with they were opening for Hatebreed at that show and I remember him going, Yeah, we just got off tour with Mushroom Head <coughs> and the entire crowd the entire crowd booing. <laughs> Wow, but it, so it was interesting that at that time they were like trying to toe the line between like keeping their hardcore bona fides and kind of taking that next that next level toward being big. I th- I think that their big transition song where I was really impressed with their stuff is when they came out with like the the initial release of Last Breath, the first recording of it. Remember that song? What Hatebreed? No, Last Breath from uh, no Erase. What? What was that? Oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, what was that song from E Town? Oh, what, um, the, the fucking. Am uh, I wrong? Because I made the some dumb mistakes. mistakes. How could I let them take your breath away? Firstborn. Firstborn. So yeah, that was a breath. Yeah, it was about that. Well, that's a, that's a hate breed. No, song. I know, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that song was about how he had his girl get an abortion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I remember I saw them play with. Uh, Picture sworn, a little seed looking just, just like, like me. me. as fire. Yeah. Sworn Enemy? <clears throat> yeah, I saw him play with Sworn Enemy. And it was just those two. They, they they played together at a bowling alley in Reading, Pennsylvania, and it was, it was a very scary show, but yeah, it was a good show. And yeah. I remember they were playing, and I was like, damn, they are really good live. The bass player, yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're very talented live. It's a four-piece. Yeah. A singer, a guitar player, a bass player, and a drummer. They are very tight and very talented. They had a se- they had a second guitar player in the early days. Okay, uh, but yeah, it was a four piece for most of it. The second guitar player left to start the band Arson. If you oh, remember well, them, yeah, I did. We played with them a lot. Yeah. Not bragging. Please don't take that as I'm bragging. <laughs> not at all. If you think Jay's bragging, email not at gmail dot com and just like you just just write us. You are. That's it. <laughs> you are. Period. Now I I don't know. I mean, in conclusion, did I enjoy listening to this album? Uh, I did catch myself singing, you know, so many nights chorus. So many, oh, dude, it's yeah, so, so good. <laughs> but um, it, yeah. it, it, it's there's a couple duds towards the end. I would say I, I think um, uh, punch the walls is kind of stupid. Oh my gosh, and they made a music video for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, Metroid, Baptism, Appetite for Distinction. Yeah, those are. I think those are like the. And mandibles, just because it's so oh, yeah, it's yeah, so mandibles. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, eh. <coughs> he so, uh, the last time I saw them at This Is Hardcore a couple of years ago, he introduced Mandibles as the best song ever written by any band ever. <laughs> ah, he's got to be joking. Man. Of course he was. Yeah, that's funny. But uh, in conclusion, all I got to say is that E Town Concrete shared was on a, or label mates with this release, Kids Bop Nine. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Um, to be. So, E Town was on this label, folks. And there's one hit song on here that you gotta hear. I don't even know any of these songs anymore. No, the last one I knew was the, the Weezer song. The, do you know that this album 
came with a comic book, and it was number two on Billboard Top 100. The Kid's Bop. Yes, this album. I thought you meant the Renaissance. I was like, damn, I oh, didn't no, get a no, comic no. book. No, <laughs> no, this Kid's Bop. Oh, wake me up in September end. Alright guys, I'm sorry for letting you. So, in conclusion, I have to say that this album, in itself, was entertaining. Would you listen to it again? Um, sure. Okay. I wouldn't say yes, I wouldn't say I would make it a point to do it, but, you know. Who knows? Exactly. So, I guess I'd give it maybe, I'll give it a seven. Seven broadswords? No, that's yours, bro. Oh, shit. I got Diamond Encrusted Battle Axes. Seven tried... Diamond Encrusted seven Battle Axes. Encrusted... I said I was going to change it, but I guess I'm stuck with it, folks. So, there we go. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk Christmas, as it is the, the Christmas the Christmas uh, uh, time. Ho, let's, ho, uh, ho. let's talk the uh, completely uh, unnecessary NBC Celebrity Christmas compilation CD. Yes. Uh, so tell me tell me about how this came onto your radar. This is something that was released strictly through Walmart. Oh really? Yeah, that was it. That's the only that's the only thing that uh that you know it's one of those things that they have, you know, it's like a, a Walmart exclusive. It's forty bucks. You can only bu- get it here. It's forty bucks on Amazon now. I guess it's a collector's Damn. item. Damn. Now I listened to this album once or twice and I was looking for Christmas things to give Chuck and I just remembered I don't remember what it was. I just remember. I was like, oh, my gosh. Didn't they do this? Found it. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to give it to him. Because this guy is a... Dude, I'm going to whisper over here. He's a pirate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, pirate. <laughs> he likes to pirate things, if you know what I'm saying. He Ooh, can... Good. I'll stream it if it's available to stream. Exactly. So it's impossible to find. I struggled to find it when I went to go back to try and listen to it with him. <laughs> so... So yeah, Very so fun. I I I I went through all of my usual back channel internet channels. I couldn't find the thing, so I ended up just lo- looking up the songs individually on um, YouTube on YouTube's, and I'll, uh, not all of them were there. I would say, all told, I ended up listening to about seventy five percent of it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you which songs I was not able to locate. Okay, um, I did not hear. Um, Santa Baby by Wendy <coughs> by Wendy Malik, which is a little disappointing. Uh, I didn't hear Let It Snow by Anthony Ruivavar. Ru- 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 okay. Uh, I didn't hear the first Noel. Uh, no, I. Which one? Which one is uh, Roz from uh, fra, from Frasier? Is that Jane Leaves? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So I didn't hear the first Noel by Jane French, and then I couldn't find. Um, <laughs> the Jay Leno. Le- the Jay Leno song, which is a little disappointing. Um, so <coughs> it starts out with uh, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace doing the Christmas song with a sweet, sweet sax solo by Dave Koz. Oh, nice! And uh, I- I'm not gonna lie, man. I thought that you know, I thought that one was good. Now, Sean Hayes, I think, is a Broadway guy besides being in Will and Grace. So right. you know, he's 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 got chops. <laughs> and like I could I could I could hear that rendition being anywhere alongside any Christmas standard C D. Nice. And then we get to Baby It's Cold Outside, uh, with John Lithgow and Baby BB Neuverth. Neuverth, whatever. Um okay. 
you know, that one's just John Lithgow <laughs> not, not really singing. He's kind of just talking. Right. So I just kind of found myself once again, you know, going over that debate in my head as to whether or not that song is rapey. Um, so, I mean, look, do I think that song is about a dude slipping a roofie in a woman's drink? No, probably not. Right. But it's also a little gross. <laughs> like, there, there's a line in the song where she straight up goes, like, the answer is no. <laughs> right. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a creepy song. It is. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't like to, I don't think everything should be reexamined by a new cultural lens, but that song's a little questionable. <laughs> it is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> number three is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Katie Seagal, Peggy Mundy. Um, I had a problem with that, and it was kind of specific. Um, so I watched Sons of Anarchy pretty religiously. Now, Sons of Anarchy was created by her husband, Kurt Sutter, and she was one of the main characters on it. And he would let her sing. Uh, there's like 10 or 12 episodes probably over the course of the show that end with a long musical montage of Katie Seagal singing something while things happen. And it's, always, <laughs> and it's always like really overblown too. like her singing is, is like, she can sing, like she has a sense of melody, but like, Oh, I have two of her albums. She, she's, she's got a very overblown, like, <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> Oh man, you have such a beautiful voice, young man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> So yeah, so the point is, I I I I just got bad memories of watching Sons of Anarchy and wanting her to shut up. So that okay. that that song didn't really do it for me. <coughs> Marie Osmond, uh, Oh Holy Night, that was fine. You know, right, Mar- yeah. Marie Osmond is a seasoned performer. Um, Winter Wonderland by Jane Leaves, uh, who is I believe was Roz from Frasier. Uh, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, Coventry Carol. I don't know who Alice King- Alex Kingston is. I could dig or leave that. Uh, <laughs> I personally think "Wonderful Christmas Time" is one of the worst Christmas songs there is. I enjoy the Paul McCartney song. I I enjoy it. Uh, so this was covered by uh, the president from the West Wing himself, Martin Sheen. Oh, everyone else in the West Wing too. It was like the whole cast, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was it, that was strange. It it was like a it was like. A karaoke rendition of the song. It was kind of an. Int- I guess it's kind of an interesting historical document. And then the last one that I got to hear was "Silent Night" by Megan Mullally, which I thought was actually pretty good. I think she's pretty talented, actually. Nice. Cool. So, look, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> there are a couple. I think the show. I thought the first song, the Sean Hayes one, was the best. Yeah, I, th- I think the whole the whole thing about it is it's celebs singing your Christmas tunes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, some of them I didn't know who the hell. I still don't know who the hell Anthony Roy Viver is. You don't know who Anthony Roy Viver is? <laughs> no, nah, dude. Whew, man, can't believe. Where what rock? What rock have I been hiding under? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't think this would ever supplant uh, any of my uh, usual. Uh, Christmas, Christmas choices, tunes. especially considering it's not readily available anywhere. Exactly. But hey, it was it was an interesting rabbit hole to go down. I was nice. I was playing I was playing video games while I listened to it. Okay. <laughs> Definitely I, not giving its proper due, folks. I had, I had the video game all the way turned down. Okay. Which is uh, see, it's funny. It's forty bucks on Amazon, but you can get one used for three thirty nine on eBay. 
Nice. Sick. Um, all right. So, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, because of the fact that maybe I'll see if I can uh, rip the Sean, the Sean Hayes song and put it on a Christmas mix and we'll we'll call it a day. Nice. All right. So, do you want to <coughs> you want to you know sign some audio punching bags here what, for what, for the new year? What would you rate it, bro? Uh we'll say 5. Like okay, broad that's fair. swords. Nice. Okay, uh, do you want to go first? You want to give me your? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is cuz mine's following up on uh Something that we we will talk about next week on the Spencer episode, okay, uh, which has not been recorded yet. Yes. Um. So uh, we're gonna tell. I'm gonna have you listen to uh, the band Hum from okay. Illinois. Uh, their final to date album entitled "Downward Is Heavenward." Okay. Um. I'll explain why. Um. So. They're the one, well, the one small hit they had, uh, you'd, uh, Stars, was on You'd Prefer an Astronaut, which came out in 1995. Okay. Um, Downward is Heavenward was their follow-up, and the reason the reason I think it qualifies as a punching bag is because, um, it, you know, it, it didn't yield a hit, you know, and okay. then they broke up afterwards. And it's interesting because, I mean, even if you wanted to listen to You'd Prefer an Astronaut to maybe, like, get a, get a sense of comparison between them, mm-hmm. because um, they clearly got a really um, increased production budget for oh, Delmar wow. and his heavenward, and it's, it's a lot more... Um, it's a lot bigger sounding, and nice. it, to me, "Downward Is Heavenward" sounds like the the record that they kind of wanted to make when they made "You Prefer an Astronaut," but it just it didn't connect. I, and I think they're both awesome. Nice. So yeah, um, "Downward Is Heavenward." They got back together a couple years ago, and I think I heard they were uh, working on new music, which concerns me. I don't, I don't know if it'll work outside of the '90s now that they're older gentlemen, but who knows? Hey, I mean. We can only hope, bro. Anyway, oh, she, they, oh, we can only hope they have, they have some dope tracks left in their bloodstream. Hopefully, they miss the train tomorrow. So they're out of bag counting stars. stars. Yeah. E. So, what uh, do you got for me, bro? Okay, I have for you, Kitty. Oh shit! Until shit. the oh, end. Oh shitty! No, no, no. See, see what he did there, folks. He's not giving it a chance already. That's why this is a punching bag. No, it's just rhyming. This this album is funny because. I was like, you know what, let me listen. I worked with a guy who loved this band. And he played me one of the songs, and I was like, whoa, who is this? Was the song Pussy Sugar? No, it was not. <laughs> he played it for me, and I said, wow. I was like, this sounds like Diecast." Oh, shit. So he burned me a copy of it, and I gave it to former guest of the show, Paul. Paul Brown and he from list- Culture Pop? From Culture Pop. How do you How spell, spell that? Yeah. <laughs> so he... He listened to it. He's like, wow, this is really good. And I didn't tell him what it was. And he got very angry with me when he found out that it was Kitty. I'm interested to hear this. So one. there you go. I just want to I want to give that to you and see what you think about it. And it's not even the one with the hit. It's, it's the, not. It's the one named after the old Florida hardcore uh, man. Yes. You used to have two lead singers and they dropped them and went to one lead singer. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's the move, right? Exactly. All right. So, so that you got a- Kitty until the end. <coughs> you got Hum. Downwards, Downwards is, is heavenward. Okay, okay. Nice. That, that'll that'll happen sometime in the new year. We'll we'll figure we'll figure out scheduling as we go. Yeah, and that's going to be a wrap for December the eighteenth, 
the year of our Lord, 2019, episode 21. Nice. Any parting words, Jason? Yes, please. Hey, this is the last week, y'all. Get that discount this week. Go to Discount Cemetery. Uh, oh, yeah, Type shit. in Not Nordic. 25% 25% off. off your orders. That's go, huge. Yeah, go to the website. They just came out with Burbs shirts, guys. Go and check that schnaz out. To quote Paris Hilton, that's, that's huge. That's hot. Oh, that's huge. I forgot. <laughs> that was her new catchphrase. <laughs> she had to switch it up. I dude. apologize. What about you? Anything you had to say? Um, Mad Splatter, uh, the 27th at Connie's Rick Rack. Uh, February 29th at Bure in Atlantic City Leap Day Punk Festival oh, with the Huntingtons. I'll go and, back there and a lot of other bands. That's a nice venue. We might uh, we might even uh, we might even uh, uh, schedule a little weekend tour around that. We, we we might fuck around and do a little traveling that weekend. Cool man, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, we're uh, and we're gonna write a new album and hopefully it'll come out sometime next year. You know, blah blah blah. Mad Splatter on Facebook, uh, Mad Splatter Philly on Instagram. Yeah. So guys, please, any suggestions? Anything you gotta say to us? Tell us we, you know. Are not nice. We're meanie heads. Tell us so we should stop biting shit off kissing contests. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever you want to do. Write us at we're not. Oh, whoa, what was that? Write us at not Nordic Pod. How many uh, times have you said that email <laughs> address at this I point? <laughs> I'm sick. Give me a break. All right, I'll give you a break. See, see you guys. Uh, we're we're gonna do uh, next week. We're gonna have a very special episode dropping Christmas Eve. Uh, and then we're going to have probably an abbreviated uh, episode on Christmas Day. So, uh, Merry, Happy Christmas, and to all a good, good night. night. And remember that we are, are not, not Nordic. Nordic.